G'day, welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. I'm Graham Curry, your host from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilos or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle, and I successfully maintained that weight loss now, coming up two years. I wanted to bring this series of podcasts to you to give you an insight into what it's like to living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I'm also the author of the book, The Fasting Highway, which is a story of my journey overcoming chronic addiction to fast food and sugar and taking that walk from morbid obesity to normality. So sit back here with us on the Fasting Highway in the next few weeks and listen to some inspiring guests and some experts in the intermittent fasting community. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the show. G'day. Welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. And this is episode 101. So I'm delighted today to be joined by Carmen Brown. And Carmen is a homeschooling mother of three who teaches private voice lessons and directs musical theatre for students in middle school and high school. And together with her very supportive husband, they enjoy the beautiful outdoors in Colorado in the United States there, where they enjoy camping as well as hiking, paddleboarding and kayaking. And Carmen's had a few trials and tribulations with her weight throughout her life and she's eventually found her way to intermittent fasting. And so here to tell us all about her amazing journey is Carmen. Oh, g'day, Carmen, and welcome to the Fasting Highway, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a real pleasure to have you, and I look forward to hearing your journey. But Carmen, for those around the world that don't know you, if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of your backstory and issues you had with weight and health in your life and that sort of thing, and, and what led you to finding intermittent fasting in the first place? Absolutely. Um, I am from Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs, and um, this is a very active state and a very outdoorsy, uh, whether it's winter or summer and everything in between. Um, but I never really felt like I fit in Colorado. Um, I was not really from a very athletic family necessarily. My brother's very athletic, but um, not none of the rest of us. And became kind of self-conscious about my body when I was six years old. So really young, kind of, I guess I've now would say it was a bit of a body dysmorphia type thing, not really seeing myself for what I was. Um, um, I was not fat, so to speak, but I certainly thought I was. Um, I was curvier than my super skinny friends. Um, it was also the time that being back in the 80s, we all remember that in the 90s when everything was stick thin, um, I was very aware early on that eating sweets was bad. Um, you know, just kind of that food, food was the issue, I guess. And if I could just figure out a way to deal with that, then, um, um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I was hoping for freedom, I guess, in that and, and looking a certain way. Um, so this has been a long journey of, I would say fasting in particular has helped me to find acceptance in my body. Um, because from, from high, I went to high, I went from high school to college and gained 50 pounds. So I went from curvy, uh, I guess you could say thin and I didn't think so at the time. Um, but gained, so I went from about 150 up to 200 pounds in college. And that felt like a lot of weight, which it was, I think now it was hormonal. Um, but I'd also always been aware of diets. Um, everyone around me was on Weight Watchers, so I knew all about low-calorie eating. Um, we did the 
famous cabbage soup diet together, which now I'll never eat that soup again. Um, I definitely became aware of Atkins and low carb eating, um, when that was popular in the late nineties, I guess that would be. And, but I never felt great on that. Um, I just didn't know what worked for me. Nothing worked. I couldn't lose weight. Um, and slowly I kept gaining weight. Um, so I've always been searching for that thing that I would finally feel in control and I guess ultimately feel at home in my body, maybe would be the best way to say that. Um, so after college and with a little maturity, um, I guess you could say, I started looking into more in books about intuitive eating, books about how do you accept your body as it is, you know, is my body a problem kind of thing. Um, so I thought, and I love the idea of intuitive type eating, but I would say I never understood true hunger. So anytime I thought of food, I thought, well, it must be time to eat. Um, so I just, I didn't, none of that really worked. Um, also with emotional eating and, and then that can lead to some binging. So I was reading books about that. Just basically knowing that I was in bondage to food and realizing that dieting was not helping. In fact, if anything, it just created more bondage to food because there's more rules around it, right? Um, so, uh, when I got married, I was having issues with, um, getting pregnant, which I really wanted to start a family. Um, I had been, PCOS had been mentioned about me for my health. I'd never been officially, officially diagnosed, but it definitely had the symptoms. Um, so I was on metformin for a while, um, that some people are probably familiar with, um, that did lead us to being able to conceive. And I now have three children and I kept gaining weight through those children, um, would lose some of it, but kept some of it on really. So for all of my early motherhood felt puffy, uncomfortable. Um, even my hands stopped looking like my own. I always felt like I had long, thin fingers and, and hands and those didn't, I just didn't feel like I was in the body that I was meant to be in anymore. I had my third child in 2010, November of 2010. And a triathlon, for some reason, had gotten on my radar. I'm not even sure why or how, except that everyone was kind of running marathons or 5Ks around that time, and I didn't love running, so I thought, well, maybe I'll do something that combines three things so I'm not running the whole time. So somehow that got in my sights, and I said, sure, let's, uh, let's try this. And a coach just happened to be at the YMCA that I worked out at. And, um, I'm not an athlete, never was, never, and I'm, and I'm still not, but I did finish that. And, um, at the same time though, what was interesting, and this is when fasting first came across my path was in about 2011, 2010, many reasons. One was being raised, um, in a, in a Christian home. I knew fasting from a religious standpoint that it was a helpful way to, um, gain, to seek, to seek God for something, um, and in this, for me, it was, I want freedom from this, from food, from, you know, just the weight of my literal weight and the weight of always thinking about it. Um, also about that same time, I came across some documentaries, which I looked up cause I couldn't remember what they were. Uh, one was called fat, sick and nearly dead actually by an Australian, uh, Joe cross. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, he did a 60 day juice fast and I thought that was really interesting. He also did a plant-based diet. He lost hundred pounds and inspired a lot of people. I couldn't imagine quite doing that, but it was kind of the first time I'd even heard of doing something that long-term also the science of fasting in 2011. 
and another one called Eat Fast and Live Longer. I find it interesting that these were all in that 2010-2011 time. So that's where I know you always ask about the science. I think that's where the science of it really did interest me. And the fact that people had seen that it was helpful brings us to about 2020. I think that's a good... In 2020, such an interesting year, right? We all will always remember 2020 for many, many bad, difficult reasons. I started that year probably at my heaviest. Um, It was February. I didn't feel great. I was actually directing a show at the time. I'm a theater director um, for, for kids, for mostly high schoolers and middle schoolers as well. And someone had been videoing our rehearsals and kind of created a video for us um, to show the school to to promote our show. And I was just kind of mortified by what I saw. I think by that point, because I was so, I so much wanted to find acceptance in my body that I had just stopped thinking about it. Not really, but as much as I could. Um, I was out of diet mode because I knew that didn't help me at all. Um, and I was trying to just accept my body, dress my body as it was, dress, you know, in the clothes that were comfortable, that I thought looked good, and not take a lot of pictures of myself, you know, not allow a lot of pictures, full full body pictures to be taken, certainly no videos, but in this case, a video was shown. And of course, in a rehearsal, I'm all over the stage and everywhere. And so I was everywhere in these videos and all different angles and not ones that I had control of. So I think it was definitely a time that I went wow, I am not happy with that. And I want to be, what do I do? And I had no clue. So the pandemic, of course, hits. My show is supposed to open March 18, 19, and 20 of 2020. And of course, it was shut down March 12. And we were done. I lost that show. Never did get it back. Um, Really never saw those students again in that same way. It was pretty devastating. Plus, my kids all brought, you know, everyone knows. We all went through 2020. A lot of difficulties. Um, so that kind of was depression and staying at home. And I'm, I'm sure I gained even more weight. By then I was barely weighing myself. Um, most of the time I didn't, I kind of had sworn off the scale for a long time. Um, we went on a family vacation. We did get away to the mountains that June, even with shutdowns and everything as they were. I just knew it was interesting in Breckenridge, which is a beautiful mountain town in Colorado in June of 2008. 11 was when I started this triathlon journey. And it's so interesting because then in June of 2020 is when I said, and I don't know, I think it has to do with Breckenridge being such a beautiful town with lots of activities that just kind of makes me realize that I want to be outside and bike and walk and run with my kids and do that kind of things. And I just can't, I don't feel good. I feel heavy. I feel just bad. Um, so I did do a lot of praying and just basically was like, I'm at my wit's end. I need something to work. I need something that I can, that can last forever, that I can live for the rest of my life in a better lifestyle and stop going up and down. Um, stop, you know, gaining up to, like I said, my highest was probably around the 240 range pregnant. And then never, I saw, I saw below 200 around, um, the triathlon and it was really hard for me to stay below that. Um, What's fascinating is I came home from that trip uh, to pick up, actually to pick up my little dog that my friend was watching. And she had told me about a month before, she said, I'm reading this book called Delay, Don't Deny. And this lady eats four hours a day. And I was like, of course, like everyone probably, that's crazy. What do you, what? That sounds terrible. And of course you think all the things like 
I've heard many people say, of, well, that's an eating disorder or that's, that's ridiculous. That's not healthy. And, um, what's interesting too, is my husband had a guy at his work probably eight months, almost a year before that, who was talking about intermittent fasting. So it had definitely entered my mindset again, but it just sounded ridiculous. For one thing, I, like many others thought, how am I going to give up cream in my coffee? I love my cream in my coffee. And, um, I love my little toast and really I've Really what I ate in the morning was a piece of toast because I wasn't, now I'm realizing I wasn't that hungry in the mornings, but I loved my piece of toast, my sourdough toast with butter and my cream and my coffee. So that at first was how in the world would I ever do this? Um, but she gave me this. So she actually gave me the book on Friday, June 19th. It was a Friday and I woke up the next morning, Saturday, June 20. And I'll never forget that day because I read the whole book in one sitting and, um, I started that night and I, I've always laughed to myself because I think, when do we ever start a diet quote unquote on a Saturday, <laughs> right? Always I would have waited till Monday and been like, well, that sounds good. Let's eat everything in sight and everything, all the bad foods and we'll start on Monday. But it made so much sense to me that I just thought, okay, I've fasted a bit in the past. I've experimented with it. So it just made so much sense. It was like a light bulb really did come on. My first fast was 18 hours. Um, for some reason, it didn't feel that difficult. And I would say I've maintained an average of 17 hours-ish, give or take, for I just actually passed my 500th fast. So that kind of, that's where we come to today. Wow, that's fantastic. You made me laugh too when you talked about Joe. I do know Joe, actually. And um, okay. he's a fantastic guy, and um, there's a great program. The fat sick and nearly dead, and yeah. I actually did try that and um, the juicing. And after I, I, I saw Joe's program, and mm -hmm. yeah, for me, I just couldn't keep it sustainable because no. it was so messy. I used to make such a mess in the house, in the kitchen, and there'd be bits I... of fruit and veggie everywhere. And I, I had to clean the machine. And my wife was going crazy. She <laughs> said, "Get this mess all over the kitchen all the time." Yeah. And so I thought, "Oh, this isn't sustainable." It did work, and I, I was actually losing a bit of weight. And I wrote about a bit about that in my book about um, Joe's documentary and oh, stuff okay. as well. But interesting. Re regards to Joe out there if he is listening. But um, anyway, so you came to fasting through after you read Jim Stevens. We're talking about there, the New York Times best-selling author of Fast Feast Repeat, and mm -hmm. also that book you. you talked about delay don't deny which i think a lot of people did read before they came to their fasting journey i think that's yes. really impressive that you read it and that's the great thing about fasting just start don't yes you? yeah so carmen when you first came to intermittent fasting were you eating all the things or were you restricting anything well i think that's i would say i i've thought about that question because i know you asked that to most everyone um i would say i was eating all the things and yet what's so neat is that fasting allowed me to finally slow down and really listen to my body. I think I had learned that about fasting 10 years ago, back in 2011. In fact, sometimes that's why I would fast is I was so focused on food, 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 and to just not even think about it. And then also to go to food, actually truly hungry you know, all of a sudden a boiled egg or a protein tastes a lot better when you, when you're truly hungry. So I would say I have definitely had a lot of freedom in food and eat all the things, but I think the, one of the things that's allowed me is to make those healthier choices because I become more, um, I care more about what it tastes like. I care more about how I feel. Um, 
for sure the first summer there. So summer of 2020 into October, I was making healthier choices, but it felt easy. But that's not to say that I didn't love, don't still love a good fast food run once in a while or, you know, my kids, my candy with my kids or or, or sweets here and there. So I think that's my biggest encouragement to people is, and I even just said this um, in the groups recently, to just keep on fasting. Keep fasting when you're struggling to eat well. Keep fasting when you feel like it isn't working. Keep fasting as you work on your, you know, issues with binge eating or your body acceptance all of those things, because I will say that, um, on my journey. So from June, I did not weigh myself, um, because I, I was just in a really, I was in a bad place mentally and just thought, I doubt this is going to work. I don't want to know where I start. And then I'm going to get so obsessed with the weight. And, and I, and I'm so, so I really just did that summer very in a, what I would call just free way of, I'm going to only fast and we'll go from there. And like I say, fasting for me, at least, I guess it was the whole delay, don't deny thing. When I would really want something that was, you know, considered a junk food or whatever, I was able to ask myself, does, do you really, you know, some questions that I'd kind of learned from intuitive eating. It was as if intuitive eating and fasting really went together well for me because then I could say, am I actually hungry for this? Does this actually taste good? Do I actually, is this splurge worth it? You know, that kind of thing. And I think that's helped me a lot. Um, I finally did weigh and I, I think I took some measurements. I must have, because I definitely knew that I had lost, I think I was more ready to take measurements than I was to see a weight on the scale, if that makes sense. Um, so I did take some measurements pretty early on and knew that by October I'd already lost two inches in all my measurements. I very much lose and gain very symmetrically, I guess, over my whole body. Cause if I lost two inches here or there, it was two inches everywhere. Now, the interesting thing for me is at October, it was literally about Halloween a year ago. So October, 2020, um, I really have not lost much, if any weight, I probably lost about five pounds since then. So my body was definitely very happy to drop that 20. I think it was about 25 pounds if it was any other diet and I hadn't heard from you and from other podcasts and the Facebook groups of keep fasting, it works and you might not lose a lot of weight anymore or your inches could change and your weight doesn't. If I hadn't heard all of that, you know, which normal diets don't tell you that they say, keep losing weight. I would have given up a long time ago. And I think the most exciting thing for me is that I did not get discouraged. I mean, there's days that I've been discouraged about not losing weight on the scale, but slowly losing inches. So I lost two inches initially, and then slowly over time, I've lost another two inches. And actually, I haven't measured recently, so I could have lost even more, but it's been very, very slow. So I guess I would say I'm probably a turtle. Um, But like Jen always, when her book says, if you're losing anything, you're still losing. Don't get caught up with that scale weight. Um, Don't get caught up with any of it. Something is happening good in your body whenever you are fasting. I think I've somehow bought into that. And that is my encouragement to people is keep the fast going. Tweak your eating when you can. I got to October and I thought, we're just going to keep fasting through the holidays. I'm not going to care about losing weight because who loses weight in the holidays? In fact, I was able to say to myself, and I encourage everyone in this, if you maintain this weight, any weight loss during the holidays, you are, you are, you are ahead, right? Because 
how many people do, you know, they say we gain what, 10 pounds over the holidays, everyone does or something. Well, if you don't gain 10 pounds, then it's like you've lost it. So I really, I would say in October of 2020 said, you need to celebrate maintenance, even if you're not at goal yet. And I think that would be my encouragement to people. We get, it's so easy to get focused on weight loss that we don't enjoy how far we've come, whether that's five pounds for you, 10 pounds, 20, you know, some people I'll read and they're like, I've lost 70 pounds, but I still have 40 to go. And I'm so discouraged. And I just want to encourage you sit with and enjoy your new body at, you know, 70 pounds lost or 20 pounds, whatever it is, five pounds lost, something big has changed. So that helped me. And so I maintained over the holidays. I will say that starting in January, I thought, okay, yay, it's new year. I don't have to start a new diet, but I'm going to tweak some things. Well, unfortunately for me, that just doesn't work. It gets me back to this binge diets mentality cycle. Um, and then I eat worse. I don't know if people, if other people would understand that, but it's like the more I focus on food, the more I focus on food. Um, so 2021 has been interesting. I really thought, great, I'm going to get off my last 10 to 15 pounds, which is where I would love to be. I'd love to, I'd love to get below, you know, like everyone below 200. Um, although I think the more I live in this body that is healthier, um, I mean, some of the things that did change for me that I actually have to remind myself of, I was dealing with plantar fasciitis back in the day. I had to wear, I could never go barefoot. I had to wear shoes at all times and shoes with supports. Um, and that's now gone. I don't deal with that at all. I was having lower back pain with the extra weight that's gone. Um, my energy was terrible. I was always tired. Um, the energy that I have from fasting is unbelievable. Um, I can wake up easier in the morning. My sleep is better. Um, I do struggle with depression and that has been helped a lot. It's just you know, the more successes in our lives, the better. And to me, every fast I celebrate every, I, for a while I was getting discouraged if I would only get 17 hours or sometimes even only get 16. And I started going, let's celebrate every single fast. Everyone, you know, for me, I wanted to always get 16 and above. And I will say in 500 fasts, there's probably only a handful that were below 16. And those are for specific reasons. That's my other encouragement, I think, is when you decide, well, and I tell my friends this, never stop fasting. So even if you log in 12 hours that day, you fasted for 12 hours. Because I think what happens is if you, I see a lot of people say, oh, I went on vacation and completely went off of it. I would say, even if you only fast six hours, tell yourself I fasted six hours and tomorrow I'm going to go eight. Because I think for me, diet mindset sets in and then it takes weeks to get back to it. Whereas if you just say, Oh, I took a little, I took a little, um, I took a less of a fast today. Tomorrow will be longer. Your body and your mind keep with you. And so that's what I would do once in a while. I want to have breakfast with my son because he loves breakfast. I take him out and maybe my fast that day was only 13, but I counted it as a fast. So I was never failing. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think that's really great what you just said, Dan, and really fantastic advice. And it isn't just about weight loss. It's about so much more fasting. Yes. And people often say to me that don't, don't, that didn't know me when I was obese, they look at me and when I talk about intermittent fasting, they say, why would you want to fast? You don't need to lose weight. 
And I said, well, I fast because I enjoy the way I feel when I fast. I enjoy that freedom from being stuffed from food all day. And I enjoy the extra energy that I get from it. Like just before I've spoken to you here on this podcast, I've just come back from a 12-kilometer walk, fully fasted, highballed around there. And I just loved it. And I was just thinking, this is why I fast. This is why I enjoy it. And this is why I'll always fast. And I think those things that you talked about and the freeing things and and now how much better you feel and the energy you have and living in the state of Colorado, which is a beautiful part of the world where people are always outdoors, hiking, riding, whatever they're doing, running. And now you're free to do all that. Yes. And I think that's a really great piece of advice that you gave there. But also... We just touched on the non-scale victories mm. and the health benefits. When was it that you thought that intermittent fasting was just so much different to everything else you tried in your life? You mentioned those crazy cabbage diets yeah. and that sort of thing. I mean, well, from day one, when I, I just couldn't believe that when I woke up on, so I, you know, I had dinner on Saturday night, June 20th, woke up on Sunday morning. I am pretty sure I actually even made my family, in fact, I think that was Father's Day. I want to say that it was. So I made my husband and my family uh, cinnamon rolls, which I love. And I was blown away that it was really easier for me to delay the cinnamon roll and put one aside and say, I'll heat this up later. Then to, in the past, should I have been on a diet to say, well, I'm going to eat my, you know, boiled egg while they all eat a cinnamon roll. Um, I was just amazed. In fact, I joked for a while there that my, um, my, power was I could cook bacon and not eat it. <laughs> um, cause I really could, I could make my, my family a whole entire giant brunch. Now what became my favorite thing to do is make like breakfast for dinner or, or a late brunch so that I could eat it with my family. So I would figure that stuff out too. But there, I would say from day one to start a diet quote, which is, which it's not, I've definitely changed my thing to start a new lifestyle on a Saturday. I knew something was different. Um, and sure enough, it was. So that was one of them. I think the energy, I definitely, you know, they talk about that energy that you'll get somewhere within that 28 days, which I highly recommend everyone start the 28 day start and, and, and be okay with the difficulty. I never, I think I forget the difficulties cause I've been in this so long now. Um, it's not easy, but it's simple. That's what I think was so great about it. I could I was in control. A diet wasn't in control. And I think that's one way I would say it. This has given me control around food in a way that brings freedom around food and not bondage to it or to rules. So like I said earlier, I can actually listen to my body now. I know what it is saying. I know what I like, what I don't like. And it's just, it's freedom. I think that's how I knew this. And then when I was able to do it through the holidays, um, like I said, to maintain a weight during the holidays. And I fasted on Christmas. I fasted on Thanksgiving. I fa- and the, some of the times they were shorter fasts, but they were always, it was always a fast that I logged and that felt so freeing and so good. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I really like too what you said before about celebrating the small wins along mm-hmm. the way, no matter what they mm-hmm. are. And like you just crossed the 500 fast. That's fantastic. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. That was very exciting. I remember being so excited to get to 100 fasts. And that's one thing. Um, one thing that I said on June 20, 2020 was, I'm not going to start anything today that I won't be doing next year on June 20, 2021. And so on and so forth. So I think that's why I've allowed all the things, so to speak, 
if the minute I try to take away, truly take away a food group, it's all I can think about and I end up binging on it. So media, uh, again, listening to my body, uh, moderation for sure. But also when I'm, I think what's beautiful is when I'm not in a great place eating wise, cause I can, I will be honest to encourage those of you out there that struggle with the good eating part when you're eating, the fast is always such a beautiful start over. Now it's not, and I love how you often say this, it's not a um, punishment. It's not a, wow, I ate so terrible this weekend. I'm going to fast for 48 hours. It's not that. In fact, that mindset can be really, I think, get dangerous in a way. Um, it's just a start over. It's a do over. It's a, gosh, I went back to my old habits. This fast will stop me again, slow me down, remind me of what's good, what feels good, how my body feels good. I think I was joking the other day. I never knew what bloated was. I was, I, I think I was always bloated. <laughs> you know, you're like, does that bloat you? I don't know. I'm always, and now I definitely know what food feels good and what food doesn't. And it doesn't mean sometimes I don't enjoy some of the, you know, fast food it never really feels good. Uh, sometimes it tastes good. That's okay. But there's freedom in it and also moderation in it, of course. Um, but I think that's helped a lot. Again, get for me to get away from diet brain is why intermittent fasting has changed my life. There's no more good or bad foods. I listen to my body. I know what feels good and what doesn't. Um, but I can live in a more judgment-free place to help me stay successful. And success begets success, I think, in this. And so every time I would wake up and start a new fast or stop a fast, I, I I mean, the app has helped me a lot. I didn't imagine I would keep the app going for 500 fast, but it is definitely, there's something in that for me to push the little button. And, and um, somehow I think not eating after seven has been amazingly freeing. Um, I think a lot of my emotional, you know, I feel emotional or, or overwhelmed at night as the day comes down and another day is going to be dawning and I would want to run to food. And it's interesting because I'll still think about food at times and get this feeling of rebellion, like, well, I'm going to rebel against this diet, you know, and then it's like my new brain has to talk to myself and go, you're not on a diet. What are you rebelling against? You can eat tomorrow. Food's, co food's coming again. And it's just been interesting how freeing that has been. So that's, yeah, it's just been freeing from the beginning. Yeah. That word freeing is something that we all have in yes. common, isn't it? And, you know, once we're... Yeah, on this journey with fasting, we do come across that where we just feel so free. And like you mentioned too before about the inches that you've lost off your body. And I've interviewed a lot of people on this podcast now, and it really always truly amazes me when you hear people that say, well, I haven't really lost any weight, but I'm, I'm down three yeah. clothes sizes or three dress sizes. Or, And I know for myself, when I got to my maintenance goal, I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to need any more smaller yes. clothes. And But then my body started changing to the point where I went in one day and bought some jeans and I always wore a 36-inch waist. Well, that's what I got down to when I was at my goal. I used to wear a 48 wow. when I was obese. Mm -hmm. But I went into a Levi store, and the, the lady said to me, oh, those 36s will be too big for you. You have to try a 34. And I said, lady, there's no way I can fit a 34. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just not going to happen. And she goes, trust me, try it. And I went and put them on. Lo and behold, they did. And I always think to myself, how did that even happen? Yes. I mean, I didn't lose any more yes. weight, but I'm just going down smaller clothes sizes. And I went from an XL shirt, and then I started wearing L shirts, large shirts. And yeah, you're right. And so those sort of things do change, don't they? So where you live in your community, is intermittent fasting very well known? 
Well, that's a good question. I know that I have told a lot of people about it. A lot of people, I shared it on Facebook um, just because I think, gosh, people need the same freedom that I found. Um, I think it's, I think like any community, it's becoming more and more accepted. Um, but I also, now that you ask that, it feels like it's maybe something a lot of people could think is another passing fad. Um, cause I guess I don't hear it about it in my circles very much. Um, except that I'm bringing it up and people know that I do it and that I have had success. Cause yes, I'll, and I'll say the same thing. I mean, I went from a 18W, you know, in the women's section only down to now I can shop anywhere and it's not women's. Um, now only to a 14, I was hoping to go lower than that, but I've even found acceptance there because those fit better and better and better. And, um, I just got more patient about not trying to squeeze into other things. Plus I think our bodies Fasting really does change. I'm noticing changes in my body that don't necessarily show up on a measuring tape or the scale in ways that I just go, this is different. My leg is different here or something's different there. Um, so to be, I think that's what fasting has done too, is just to feel things, feel and be aware of my body more than, like I said, outer things telling me what to do. Um, but I definitely haven't gotten much, if any, push back. Although some people actually, one person did say, so what are you going to stop doing that? And I'm, and I'm with you. Uh, never. I'm never. <laughs> I'm so thankful to have found this. So. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, oh, well, we're always going to find the negative naysayers out there and misery likes company. And some people just can't get their head around it. But the funny thing was, uh, several people that I had that were negative about my journey, they're actually now doing wow. intermittent fasting and they're doing quite well. So because they see your results and I always say to people, let your results yes. do the talking. Don't argue yes. with people. You talked about what's your dream with intermittent fasting? Where would you like to see it go? I mean, we often say to ourselves, oh, I'd like everybody to know about it. We feel like standing on a rooftop and shouting about it. But where would you like to see intermittent fasting fit in in the medical community and that sort of thing going forward? Well, I would def I mean, I would definitely love to see it spoken of more. I think we need to get away from um, the old diet mentality that we all know doesn't work. It doesn't work. And if it does work, it works for a small amount of time. It's, you know, it's time for us to have more, more talking about how do we live a new lifestyle? Um, I know a lot of people talk about that atomic habits book, you know, how do we build new habits that will last year after year after year? And, um, so it's, it's definitely something that needs, I'm glad that it's gaining traction in terms of medical community talking about it more. Um, I will say after I read delay, don't deny, um, fast feast repeat came out about a month after that, which was exciting to be in the newness of that. And I read, um, Dr. Fung and have listened to a lot of his stuff cause it was great. I did enjoy the science aspect of it and just knowing why it's working in my body and how, um, I would just love for more people to find freedom because it is freedom to figure out what works for your body. You know, whether it's ADF, you know, the alternate day fasting, which I can't imagine doing. I don't need, I don't, I think I found what works for me. Um, whatever it might be, what works for you and to give it a long time to work. Um, diets just don't do that. They, you know, they promise us 10 pounds lost in, in two weeks or four and, and then what, right. And I think intermittent fasting, can and is a lifestyle that works for your life um, as opposed to you having to completely 
be controlled by it. You work it into your lifestyle and, and that's how changes happen for anything in our lives. I mean, that's been, you mentioned Colorado. Yeah. I enjoyed hiking this summer, which I was always too heavy and too winded to do and to enjoy. I actually got a paddleboard and got out on the lake uh, quite a few times, which I would have been mortified to do in the past. Um, cause I felt, you know, it was too big, too out of, out of shape and, it's been neat. It's been neat to model that for my children. Um, I have teenagers now. Um, that's something that for a teenager who can go to bed, you know, go to bed late. And, and of course my kids during COVID could sleep in, right. Cause they weren't even going to school, um, to kind of learn like with, a within reason, if you don't, you know, I think no one should be truly eating after seven, depending on your lifestyle. And for, so it's been neat to be able to talk to my kids about food in a positive way, not a diet mentality way. And I've been really thankful for that as well. Yeah. And I think I always take my hat off to people too, that started their fasting journey during the pandemic in 2020 when it started. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a really stressful thing, particularly when you've got a family and there's people dying all around the place and you know, the pandemic's raging and you're going, Wow. And for someone to be able to do that, you must have a great mindset. And the mental part of intermittent fasting is so important. And I see in you that you've got that really strong laser-focused mindset. Yeah. What part did the mental side pay, play for you? Yes. Well, I, I'm not sure I mentioned. I mean, I, well, I, maybe I did. That way back early in the days, I thought a lot of this food issue, body issue is mental. And if I can figure that out, I can figure this out, right? But I, I never could find the it piece because it is so mental. It's, do I have freedom to eat that? Yes, but not today or not now. Or you can have that sweet roll in two hours or, or you can have it now. You're going to make your fast shorter. Is that okay for today? You know, so it's almost like you can joke, like I get to be a grown up in my own mind and body and be in control of my own self. And to delay and deny feels, like I said, it feels like freedom now instead of bondage. I think that's such an interesting thing where a diet was bondage to rules, but not eating well is bondage to food, right? So it was always this fight to get out of bondage. I think that's the word I would use. And so, and that's a mental game all the time. Um, so I find, you know, the victory when you drive by that, the, the, uh, fast food restaurant, but then I'm also finding enjoyment when I decide to splurge and it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not putting myself down or, you know, beating myself up, which then if you deal with emotional eating, like I do, you eat for days because of one supposed mess up versus going, I'm in control. I'm going to enjoy some fast food right now. This isn't the best for me. I know that, but it tastes good and it's okay today. And then, you know, I, the, either the fast will help me start over and I'll make better choices tomorrow or I'll, my full meal will be this, uh, this evening. And I will say that it's been interesting how, oh yeah, another thing is sometimes I need two good meals a day and sometimes I just need that one good meal and a small snack. So I think also I've never fit into a box in terms of am I a one per, one meal a day person or am I two meal? Some people I've I've seen say all of a sudden I'm starving. Why am I starving? Well, your body 
needs more food today. And for women, it could be a cycle thing. You know, we're very cyclical. If these three days you need more food, eat more food, keep fasting, eat a little more food, you'll get back into the swing of things. So I think fasting has let me mentally go with the flow, whether it's a a low, you know, a good day, a bad day, a feeling really down day. And if I use food for emotional purposes, which I prefer not to, but I'm more, I guess I can say I'm more in control of it. Um, Of, yeah, you're going to eat a little more chocolate today. It's okay. You'll keep fat, you know, keep fasting. That's the thing. I, I, someone in one of the groups said, just keep fasting, just like Dory and uh, Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. My thing has been just keep fasting. The fasting will take care of things. It's um, now, it's, I think, as you said, it's not a band aid to eat all you want all the time. I mean, you've got to deal with your eating as well. But that's what fasting has done is it's mentally helped me to slow down and listen to my body again every day, every day. And the fasting feels good. You're right. It absolutely does. Yeah. I think you're more of an intuitive faster Mm -hmm. as well, which a lot of people are, and you're really in tune with your body. And so you go with the ebbs and flows of life. And I think that's really important when you're living an intermittent fasting lifestyle for it to be sustainable for life. You've got to have those days where you've got to listen to your body. You've got to say, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to get to that time today, you know, or maybe I'm not, I, I have done this today, but I'm going to get straight back to it tomorrow. And I do say to people after weekends, don't no. beat yourself up because that hurts. It's just emotionally yes. punishment. It's just no. don't say to yourself, oh, no, I went and enjoyed myself. Now I have no. to do a 40-hour fast. No, just go back to doing what you're doing and just it will come back to you. The fasting will take care it, of everything yes. else. As long as you keep doing yes. that every day, you'll be fine. And I think a lot of people do beat themselves oh, up, don't they, too much? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we're taught to beat ourselves up. We're taught somehow. Now, it's so interesting because I feel like we're not taught that in a lot of places in life. But in eating and weight, it's taught the more you beat yourself up, the better you'll get. And we all know that is not true, at least not for very long, right? I mean, sure, I guess we can do any kind of punishment for a while if it's working and we see ourselves losing weight or we see a benefit from it, whatever that might be. But for how long? And that's the thing. Is what you're doing sustainable? And how does it feel? Because we do care about how things feel. And if you feel like you're in freedom, you're going to make better choices, period. Um, at least that's just what I found. I think what's interesting is things that I thought I could never or would never give up. Like I definitely drink too much. I think some of the things that have helped is my soda intake has basically disappeared. I found sparkling water. And of course, we have all those those flavored sparkling waters. Now, not within the fast. I actually find I enjoy plain sparkling water now too. In fact, that was one thing that helped me at nighttime was I got those nice glass bottles. Some people love Topo Chico, just a nice, there was something about drinking that, that felt a little bit filling again, not with any flavors, just plain sparkling water. And it just became a little routine of at night. I enjoy my sparkling water. And what's neat about that is slowly, even I didn't need that anymore. It was as if I think the fasting helps you to finally not be thinking about food all the time. Because on a diet, what do we think about 100% of the time? Food. When can I eat again? What can't I eat? Will I be able to eat that? Should I not eat that? Should I eat this? Is this better to eat? Fasting gives me 18 hours. I don't have to think about food. And it is amazing. And I will say, going back to the coffee with creamer, I had started um, drinking French press coffee and started really enjoying the whole 
um, I don't know, a process of making coffee in my French press. So I think I'd slowly started liking coffee better because I was drinking better coffee. And that actually was not that big of as big of a hurdle as I thought. And I realized that that piece of toast I would always have with my coffee was simply because I was always taught you better eat in the morning. Right. And to be able to be freed from that was like, Oh, I never really, really wanted to eat in the morning. I just thought I should. Cause that's what we were told our whole lives. Um, so that it's been pretty, pretty neat. Um, and I will say, like you said, to break your fast early when, when that's necessary, but also sometimes I'll be like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to try a little longer today. And sometimes that 20 to 21 hour fast feels great. And sometimes there is that hurdle between 17 to 19 hours that your body's like, why aren't you eating right? And it's, it's fine. Like Jen says, hunger is not an emergency. And, um, that's, that's helped my mindset as well to go. And especially when I am truly hungry, I go, okay, if you're truly hungry and this is real hunger, then why don't you go grab, you know, for me, healthy things are like some nuts, a boiled egg. Do I want that? Yes, I actually really do. I need it. Well, then you must be really hungry and I'll go eat, you know, something really, really healthy for me. Like I said, protein is really good for me. I, I can feel that in my body. And then I know that, yeah, it was time to break the fast at 18 hours, 19 hours, whatever. And sometimes I go, no, you know what? I think I am fine. So I get my sparkling water, go on my way, especially if I have a busy afternoon and I can end up pushing that fast to 22 hours once in a while, which always feels great. And that's always better when I'm busy. It's, it, it was, it was amazing that I did do that during the pandemic when we were home a lot more. Um, but again, I think for me, the freedom of it just was, it was so great to find freedom around food. I think that's just what's been so beautiful for me and freedom in my body. Well, I think that's fantastic advice and you gave so many great insights today. And I know this podcast is going to help a lot of people out there. And I think the mental side of it, you clearly demonstrated how important that is and how you've applied that to your own fasting journey. But thank you for joining me here on the Fasting Highway. Thank you so much, Carmen. Take care. Bye. Oh, thank you so much, Carmen. Thoroughly enjoyed that chat with you. And I think the mental strength and mindset that you have really shone through there. And you gave a great demonstration of how to apply that in your intermittent fasting lifestyle. And I think also those words of wisdom that you said throughout the podcast will resonate with so many people right around the world because they certainly did with me. So thanks again, Carmen. Anyway, folks, also, if you want to join a, a support group, uh, come and see us here at the Fasting Highway Facebook group. Uh, just search us up. Uh, they've got people from all over the world there now. We're closing in on 5,000 members in pretty record time. And we've got from the experienced uh, right down to the beginners, so all points in between. So come and join us there if you're looking for some support and a safe place to share. Also, if you are interested in my own journey, um, you can find that in my book, The Fasting Highway. Uh, that's available on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle. If you are in Australia or New Zealand, uh, you can order it direct from me at the website, uh, www.thefastinghighway.com. But until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.